the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KDOW. Streaming now on iHeart.com and the Odyssey app. The views and opinions expressed by Ron Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. There was some heady, heady price action movement yesterday in the mega cap tech stocks. Long-term interest rates are down again this morning. Um, again, it's still one day doesn't make markets. Let's start there. Moderna said that its COVID vaccine was 100% effective in adolescent trials. Please, people, consider getting a shot. It has been so much fun seeing the Bay Area reopen. It is so, so nice. If we have to shut down again, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, With that said, the moment I saw that Moderna and its COVID vaccine was 100% effective in adolescent kids, I was like, this could get dystopian fast. All the people that don't get their shot die off, and then eventually all the adult people die off, and then we live in a, a society of teenagers. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> maybe I'm stretching there a little bit. Positive right? start. Yeah, right. Um, Cicely Strong. Um, set up for a positive start today. Set up for a positive week. Tech growth stocks are assuming the leadership. Growing divide right now between growth and value has come into sharp, sharp focus. It's because value stocks have done so much better than growth stocks this year. So there's a little bit of rebalancing going on and saying, okay, we gave the growth stocks a little bit of time to chill and go sideways. If you take a look at shares of Apple, they haven't really gone much higher and they haven't really gone much lower in the last six months. Some people would call that consolidating. I'm only using Apple as an example because that's the only one that I look at on a regular basis. I don't know if Google or Alphabet's at $1,600 a share or $1,800 a share or $1,200 a share. I don't know why I'm saying that, but I think Apple is mega tech big. And maybe I should start expanding into Netflix and a couple others to show you when they're in a trading range and how normal that can be to future growth. 
10-year treasury sits at about 1.6, 1.59. That seems to be the new level of okay. When it starts getting around 1718, we're going to get a little bit more nervous. When it pushes towards two, the markets are going to have a, a bad day. We don't really want it to go much below 1.6 because 1.6 on the 10-year treasury is saying things are bad out there. 1.5, 1.4, 1.3 is saying things are worse out there. And with all the, all the stimulus and all the reopening happening, we don't want to say things are getting worse. That would be a bad sign. The fact that long-term interest rates have been slipping, though, is an issue on itself. The trend flies in the face of the high inflation that we're worrying about. It's suggesting that worries about inflation are overdone. If money doesn't lie, then there's not going to be a lot of inflation, and this is a time to get ready for the next leg up. Now, again, consult a broker advisor before taking any action on any stocks ever, ever mentioned on the show and or strategies. There is not a lot of corporate news to get excited about today. I saw that Live Nation is in the news. They said concert venue bookings rebounding as artists book events into next year. I've got tickets for a show in 2022, almost a year to the date. Weird, right? So it's nice to see. I've got tickets for my birthday weekend in October. I'm loading up on concert tickets. Not quite on the planes yet. Not quite in Hawaii yet. And I'm going to regret that because everyone else is loaded up on that. So when I say the Moderna vaccine is 100% effective in teenagers, let's open things back up. It feels good. It makes me smile. It's nice to see. Um, I, I think the Live Nation is kind of they're the ticket master, essentially, is the right way of saying that for a lot of people. It's the right way of saying things are opening back up, and it, it's good. It's not like – let's not say it's like a slice of pizza. It's not that good, but it's pretty darn good. Discount retailers TJ Maxx and Ross are staging a massive comeback in their shares right now as shoppers crave treasure hunting for clothes again. I will have to say that I'm proud of the sugar booger when she does go off shopping like TJ Maxx and she comes back and I I like very little fashion. I like black. I like um, hoodies. I uh, I wear the same pair of jeans, so she never has to buy jeans for me. So I, I wear diesel Larkies. I, I'm pretty easy. I'm not complicated. But when she does go to TJ Maxx and get something like a, a polo Ralph Lauren hoodie that says $200 and then has a cross through it. It says $100 and has a cross through it. It's like $40. I'm like, good for you. And she feels like she's just, you know, Captain Crunch out on an adventure and digging up a treasure chest. Captain Crunch could be the best cereal ever. Oh, <laughs> But TJ Maxx and Ross stores say there's pent-up demand from shoppers, many of whom have been armed with extra stimulus dollars in recent months. There's also seen a desire amongst people to look for good deals. I like that. That makes sense to me. Let's see what other big stories are out there. Charlie bit my finger, a video that I've never seen, I don't think. And if I did, I'm not going to admit it on air because that could be used against me in a political career. The Charlie bit my finger where a little kid puts his finger in his little baby brother's mouth. And after 55 seconds, Charlie pulls or Charlie's brother pulls his finger out and says, Charlie bit my finger. 
it's a YouTube video and it shows you what an NFT is. It's going to be made into an NFT. It's going to be auctioned off, and whoever wins the auction gets to make their own Charlie Bit My Finger video with the now adult kids who are 16 and 18 years old, I think. Bids are, are right now at $760,999. This makes no sense, but it'll be pulled from YouTube forever and ever, and the only person who'll ever be able to watch it is you if you are the winner. Really? I know. I know, it, it's, it's a little bit disconcerting to say the least. Okay, <laughs> shall we move on? I think we shall. Tesla is reportedly using LiDAR after years and years and years of Elon Musk saying LiDAR technology is expensive, unnecessary, and a fool's errand. Musk is saying he's going to develop self-driving tech that relies mainly on cameras instead, but we've now seen some Tesla model vehicles out in the wild i.e. on the roads that have the LiDAR cameras hooked up to them. So shares of Luminar, who makes LiDAR sensors, up big. The question I have is, what's that do to Elon Musk and his credibility? Do we care? I am seeing a lot of analysts line up on the side of, uh, they're going to fall. As soon as the Ford F-150 gets out there and as soon as other car makers start making options, I'll be honest with you. I don't know which car is mine. If I have a Tesla and I go to a parking lot, they're all Teslas now in the area that I live. We don't live in that nation. We live in a nation where people dye their hair purple. People get earrings just to piss off their dad. <laughs> I wanted to get an earring and dye my hair purple to piss off my dad. Okay, that's me. That's not the whole world, but you get the idea. Take a look at the markets and how we have opened up. Let's see if we have staying power today. Markets are up. They're not up big, but they're up. Are we buying the dip? It looks like it. Are we hitting new highs? Not yet. I'm Rob Black. This is the Rob Black Show. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Do you remember Lowenbrow? Here's to good friends. Tonight is kind of special. Beer will pour. And then... <laughs> then the lyrics get a little hazy in my mind. But get ready. The summer is upon us. And we're starting to see what reopening looks like. And it looks like there is going to be good friends doing barbecues. And drinking beer. Good friends getting together. Going out to bars. Going out to restaurants. Going out to a baseball game. Beer is always in demand. 
I just paid for my first $10 or $12 beer the other day when I went to a Giants game. I was socially responsible, vaccinated. My tickets were in the top, 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 top row. I know you're saying, Rob Black, I thought you'd be in the front row. Nope. I'm in the top row. So had I somehow managed to get over the fencing, I would have fallen to my death. That's how high up I was, right? But I spent money on beer that wasn't from a store. Beer stocks look like they should have a very nice potential upside on Wall Street. Restaurant stocks as well. Reopening stocks are out there. We know them. We know their boats, the cruises, the airplanes, the hotels, the restaurants. There's You can go buy Cheesecake Factory. When Cheesecake Factory opens up more, there's going to be more people putting butts in seats. And you know what? I'm not a big fan of Coors Light, Miller Light, Carling, Molson, Canadian. Nope, 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 nope. But I can make a case for the uh, – I can make a case. <laughs> um, no, uh, not a case of beer. But you can make an argument for Coors Brewing as a summertime play. Um, I don't know if I'm, I'm – pick, I'm, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Would I go as fancy as do Sam Adams? Maybe Sam Adams has got the benefit of having uh, a hard seltzer. But same as, you know, course. So consult a broker advisor for taking action ever on any stocks. But it looks like we are starting to, the idea should be hang out with each other this summer. And one of the things we'll be doing is backyard barbecues, bars and restaurants. Who else is a big winner in the bars and restaurants? Beyond me. I was not very confident when I was a dating man. So when I was dating, let's say I went to, let's say I was on the, on the more moderate income side and I went to a restaurant. If she ordered a veggie burger, I would order a veggie burger. Even if I didn't much care for it, I didn't want her first impression to, of me to be, oh, he's a meat eater. I bet he has a spear in his car. So beyond meat will jump this summer. They got a rare, not medium rare, but a rare double upgrade yesterday. On reopening momentum, it's faux meat. It's not even the real thing. It's not even from the lovely, delicious, juicy, delectable cow. Huge boost due to significant increase in restaurant sales on the back of reopenings. Before the pandemic, you probably were at restaurants and you're like, good God, look at the everyone's got a Beyond Meat burger. Uh, remember how McDonald's was testing? a plant-based protein and Burger King had the McWhopper miracle thing. We're getting back there and that should help their sales significantly. Now, during the pandemic, what they lost in restaurants, they didn't really necessarily get in grocery stores. Long-term when I'm buying plant-based products, which when you have children, you're like, and your spouse is like, what do you want for dinner tonight? Meat, chicken, pork. Or meat, red meat, chicken, pork. You're like, oh, can I just have a salad? As our society ages, I think we're getting more and more away from the red meat diet. And it's also so expensive comparatively to your other options of protein. More electric car charging stations need it to juice EV sales. One of the things that we're kind of waiting on is Biden's infrastructure plan 
it's looking pretty much so dead, like it's not going to happen. Now, we've said that before, only to see the last second, maybe a trillion gets slashed off here, a couple billion gets put back in there. But if the gas shortage is tied to the colonial pipeline cyber attack, have taught us anything, it's how quickly things can go haywire when we fear that our access to fuel has been lost. So I get why people don't have electric vehicles, because they feel like, what if I'm halfway to L.A. and I lose my charge? I'll tell you the scariest damn thing about electric vehicle is when you're going 80 miles an hour on the highway and the electric system reboots, <laughs> you're left with a steering wheel that works and a brake and accelerator that work, but nothing else in the console works. It's total blackout. Thank you, Elon Musk, for putting out software that does that to drivers and not telling them. Musk is going to have a problem on his hands with competition. It's going to get kind of interesting because in the recent quarter, they didn't make a dime from selling cars. They got to get their cyber truck out fast and they got to start making money on this stuff fast. And I, I see a problem. When you're seeing Elon Musk and Tesla test driving Teslas with LIDARs, that's like going a whole different direction. And when they sold every Tesla so far and they said, you know, for $10,000, you can get this automated driving system that will update software every week. And as it gets better and better, you'll be able to drive hands free. You'll be able to sleep. You'll be able to do whatever you want while you're driving. You'll never get an accident. And the data is out there that Teslas are safer when you're using the automated driving system to the tune of 4 million extra miles in between wrecks of cars on road. That's that's significant. Then you see the sensational stories of some ADA gets in the backseat of a Tesla, turns it on and starts driving. And the cameras don't realize a semi-truck has been turned over. The cameras think the semi-truck is supposed to be 12 and a half to 18 feet tall. But when it's on its side, it, it, it looks like a stick. Car goes plowing into it, everyone dies. So Tesla's got some issues coming, in my opinion. All markets worldwide did well today. India, Sensex, South Korea's Kospi, Australia's ASX, all ordinaries, China's Shanghai Composite, Hong Kong's Hang Seng, Japan's Nikkei, all higher. Everything in Europe did well, except for the UK's FTSE, down one-tenth of a percent. So today's market action is everyone in the world is feeling a little bit better. It's the rebound idea. It's the rebound action. It's the vaccinations are working. COVID deaths are going down in nations that have access to vaccinations. Heck, we're going to be spending some time in the barbecue, having a beer, cooking up shrimp. Not quite sure. Anyhow, um, not a lot of stories out there today to expand on. There's some housing data. Again, prices going higher. We'll get into that. This is a worldwide reaccelerant today. This is confidence. Market risk off. Risk trade off is the idea. You can find me online at RedLexShoot.com. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union with 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs. Now, back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. 
So I listened to Live Nation yesterday talk about the rebound in concerts. They expect 2022 to be a better year in concert ticket sales than 2019. Live Nation is publicly traded. If you think kids are going to be seeing concerts for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and if you think they're going to be the people in power, it may be a stock that you're interested in. I can't say for you. I can tell you back in 1985 that my little sister is seven or eight years younger than me. And I was in high school and my little sister liked Madonna and my father hated Madonna. This was the like a virgin life is a mystery. She's singing in a church. There's a black Jesus. People got upset. She kisses said black Jesus. (laughs) That that was controversial back then. Now that's like a, a Muppet animation, you know, cartoon compared to what's out there today with the kids see. Which is pretty interesting. Um, I was reading a book yesterday about dating apps, and the author is deciding that they're really, really bad for society because they're trading into basically show me a naked picture of you and I'll go out with you. And a lot of rape is going on on dating apps. But that's not the point of the segment, is it? <laughs> I went dark, didn't I? Yes, yes, you did. Um, I think the point is here is Live Nation. Back in 1985, I had to get tickets for my sister just to piss off my dad. So I got her front row seats to see Madonna. And I had to get up at probably, I'm guessing, Friday night at 10 o'clock. I went to a Macy's. Macy's had the Ticketmaster in my city. And you stood outside of Macy's at night. You found someone else who was in line. Security would come by every couple hours, make sure you weren't like, you know, breaking stuff and have you. You camped out. And at 10 o'clock when the store opened, everyone rushed in. They Sometimes you were queued. Sometimes you weren't. I got my sister tickets. And I remember it pissed me off because tickets were like probably $45. They were cheap. And the service fees were like 20 bucks. And I was like, how? What? So Ticketmaster had this thing where they gave computers to college universities. They gave computers to uh, Macy's and said, we'll bring people to your point of sale, your business, to get tickets. And while they're there, they may pick up something from your store. We'll put the system in. We'll put the phone network up. This is kind of pre-modem kind of time. Your biggest fear was that you would get up to the front of Ticketmaster and say our phones are down. And like, no, I stayed up all night to get tickets in line. But I remember that, and I remember being angry at at how they had a monopoly. And I still feel to this day that it feels many, 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 many tickets go through Ticketmaster. StubHub was publicly traded. Very sexy idea. Um, At some point in time, I expect the sports teams to get all of this business back. I don't know if that's true. So maybe I won't go there. Maybe they they want the ticket sellers out there to make sure there's butts in seats and there's beers in hands and butts in seats. But listening to Live Nation, they said 2022 is going to be better than 2019. Not all tours for 2022 have gone on sale. 
company predicts that demand for concerts will continue to be high in the next few years as the result of the pandemic. It's too early whether or not to predict what public health precautions may or may not be. And they said, we're selling tickets. We're going to live stream the events as well. So for people who can't make it, maybe they'll watch it on their, their, their data stream. And they're selling tickets for that. They're getting into non-fungible tokens. They acquired a majority stake in a streaming platform, Veeps, VP. They're focused on digital memorabilia. One of the things you unfortunately lose with digital tickets is you lose those ticket stubs. And they're thinking, hey, how about a band that you want to go see creates really cool digital artwork that you could make as your background picture on your desktop. Or you can even have an app that you store all of your tickets in now. And people can say, oh, I was at the Grateful Dead show in 1966. See? There's the NFT to prove it. Interesting, right? So I like the way Live Nation is approaching it and saying, we're back, baby. Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky. He says the United States is seeing the biggest rebound in travel in 100 years now. What was going on 100 years ago? I have to think. Um, Okay, 1920s, post-World War I, or the Great War, as it was called then, right? It was right around that time. No, that's not rebound in travel. Were we all sad that the Titanic went down and like, hey, let's go back into the boats again? Doesn't matter. He's saying it's big. It's biggity, biggity, big. He didn't say 10 years. He didn't say five years. He didn't say 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. He said the biggest rebound in 100 years, a hondo. Travel's going to be different than before with a lot less business travel. People are traveling to many, many different locations and many, many different angles. And and you need a protractor to figure it all out, he says. Okay, he didn't really say that. But he said it's not just a staycation. It's not just going to Disney. It's not just staying in your state. He does see some regulatory issues in smaller towns versus big cities as far as Airbnb goes. I don't know how I feel about this one. One of the arguments on Airbnb, and I can give you the South Lake Tahoe angle, is they get mad that people like me who are wealthy buy a house and then rent it out for the six weeks of the year. July 4th, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Ski Week. California elementary schools and high schools have something called Ski Week where it's in the middle of winter and why not give the kids a week off? I know you're saying that's called spring break. No, no, no. We have both. That's how dumb California is. I mean, that's how ahead of the curve California is. Cities are experiencing a decline in tourism. So tourist sites aren't that sexy. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I didn't finish my South Lake Tahoe story. So the locals are mad and the workers in South Lake Tahoe are mad that people like me buy an Airbnb, rent it out for the six major weeks of the year, covers the mortgage for the year, and then I could use it for the next 50, 46 weeks. I know you're saying, you're a slumlord. Well, I was giving you a made-up example, but the locals are pissed because that's keeping cost of housing expensive. But it's my money or my right, in theory, capitalism. But no, no, that's where city councils get involved. 
And they try to make it incredibly punitive if you rent it out more than X amount of weeks and such like that. And I think that's kind of anti-American or un-American. I know, I know this isn't all of it. It's sometimes America is about socialism and sometimes it's about capitalism. But in this case, I say it's, it's anti-capitalism and it, it's just mean. It's mean-spirited to say, you can't do this. This is my side of the argument. Not because I'm wealthy, because that's not the point. I know a woman who, um, she had a pretty nice apartment, but she couldn't really afford it. So whenever she'd go see friends, she lived in Santa Barbara, whatever, San Francisco, whenever she would go like from town to town and visit because she was a, a mobile person. She ran out her apartment. She'd ran out her apartment, and she'd do a nice little thing. She'd clean the house, and she wasn't charging a lot of money. And she'd leave a nice bottle of wine, local or something like that. And that's how she made ends meet. And I don't knock it. A couple of years ago, the Super Bowl was in the Bay Area. I could have rented out my home for that week for ten thousand dollars because hotels were all booked up, and people want to stay in homes. They want a barbecue pit. They want a nice bed. They want good showers. They don't want the hotel. And yet I didn't, but I, I think I should have the right to do that. I don't know, as long as I'm paying taxes. But then you start getting into other issues. You've heard my other Airbnb nightmare story where a good friend of mine, his 12-year-old daughter was in the hot tub at a Tahoe Airbnb. And she sat on the edge of the tub and she starts screaming as her intestines were being pulled out of her anus. Because she had put her butt on something that's sucking the water. And it started pulling her intestines out. So helicopter comes, picks her up, flies her to the local hospital. ER doctor says, I don't know what to do. They don't teach us how to put intestines back in people in, in, in medical school. The other one said, I saw this on YouTube. I can do it. One minute. And he did it. But that brought up the question. I'm like, did you sue? Because like at a hotel, if that happens, you're suing Hilton and you're, you're going to be owning a hotel if you want one after that. If a hotel hot tub goes haywire and sucks your daughter's intestines out. Oh, by the way, she's totally normal. She's totally healthy. Beautiful young girl. But it brings up a lot of questions on Airbnb, like the gig economy. And they're saying a lot of uh, Uber drivers and Lyft drivers are now taking jobs that other people aren't going back and filling. It's fascinating what's happened to the job market coming off the pandemic or coming through the pandemic. I don't know if we're out of it yet. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Ship runs from the marching out of time to my help. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. So put your hands in mine tonight, and I will be. When you're crying out tonight, I will be here. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Fed Reserve Bank of New York is saying the credit scoring systems, which issuers use to determine consumer credit worthiness, may have become less reliable during the pandemic. I don't know. I think all credit scores can be inaccurate, and it, it stinks that we have to talk about this. It's one of the driving questions that I get from listeners is, uh, how can I improve my credit score? First and foremost, don't pay to improve your credit score. Waste of money. Second, it's going to take time. To give you a basic idea, don't miss payments and really, really don't miss payments on mortgages. If you do miss a payment, consider writing a letter to the company, whether it be TransUnion, Experian. Find out who the credit bureau is, who's been reporting that you got bad credit. How do you do that? You go to creditkarma.com, creditkarma.com. It's an app. It's a web page. I use it. Hold on. Let's check my credit score while we're on air. Let's see if this is a disaster. <laughs> Why don't you say I got like, uh, everyone's, my money's been stolen. What? Okay, so I hit on the app. I wait a couple seconds. It's going to ask me for my code. Don't listen. I just typed it in. Show me the money! See what my credit score is. It's taking longer than it usually does. This could be a bad experiment. Oh, come on. Okay, there it is. It's not good. 783. Well, it's considered excellent. But it's down a point. And I can see what has changed. I can take a look at my history, my payments on time, how much credit am I using. It's pretty it's pretty good. It's a pretty good tool. It's not perfect. Okay, so one credit card increased by $3,600. And that is what deemed my credit score. I could see two of my mortgages went lower. My balance has decreased because I continue to make my payment and that pays off the equity or creates equity over time, pays down the principal. I can ask it, Credit Karma, how can I improve my score? And it'll show me. I can look at my score history in the last year and see how it's gone up and down. My payment history is 100%. My credit card utilization is about 7%. My derogatory marks are zero. My average age of credit history, five years and six months. That's not good. That puts me in a yellow category. And this app does red, orange, yellow, green, and like dark green. Dark green being the best, red being the worst. Now, you're going, Rob, you're 50 years old. Why, why is your average credit so young? Um, well, every time you open a credit card, it's suddenly one day old. And if you have a credit card that's two years old, suddenly your average credit card age is one year. That sucks. Sometimes people like to get a little drunky drunky, drinky drinky on Friday night. And you're like, I'm going to surprise my wife with a trip to Hawaii. And you're, you're doing your research and you're like, ooh, I can get a Hawaiian Airlines card for, I can get 60,000 miles on it. Woohoo! And you're drinky drinky. You're like, oh, wait, I already have a credit card. But wait, wait, I just hit apply. And you just applied for a credit card. And then you're like, wait, wait, let's see what the terms are on the said credit card. I know I'm getting 60,000 miles out of it. Oh, no, they're awful terms. You can't handle the truth. And the drinky drinky made it a little bit too easy, easy. 
So suddenly my, my credit score gets dinged. It's really easy to do. I had a mortgage company called Flagstar once that, get this, they didn't accept online payments. So you had to get a stamp, find an envelope. If you know anything about me, there's not a lot of envelopes or stamps lying around my life. So that created a delay of maybe a week. And then I finally get to it. I send it off to the P.O. box. Month later, they said, we never got your payment. I'm like, what? I look, sure enough, they didn't. And I'm like, I know I sent it on time. It was barely on time, but it was on time. But they didn't get it. Maybe, again, I was drinky drinking, and I put the P.O. box, you know, 4179 versus 4175. I don't know. So I wrote them a letter. I said, I apologize. I wish you had an online system. I would like that. Please get one. But in this case, I'm a unorganized male when it comes to, I don't do birthday cards. I don't do Christmas cards. You're not getting anything in the mail from me. That's not totally true. If I'm trying to make you fall in love with me, you're going to get letters. I know. You're like, dear general manager of LA radio station. Where's my stamp? Um, but that's how credit kind of works. And I think credit karma does a pretty nice job. I know you're, you're, if you're afraid of getting a vaccine, you're probably afraid of, of having your credit score checked online. So what am I? If you have an online bank, if you have a bank account and you use any sort of online access, typically it'll give you your credit score. It's good to watch. It's good to note. But I like Credit Karma because it tells you how you can fix things. It tells you what you did wrong. Oh, oh, and it's kind of cool because it, um, if you have like two or three mortgages, it'll show you your, your outstanding debt on that mortgage. And it kind of puts it in one area for you, which is nice. So it shows a lot of my liabilities. It shows my credit card liabilities. It shows my student debt liabilities. And it shows my mortgage liabilities. And it shows any mistakes I've made. So I've shown that to my teenage son to show him, like, this is what is going to happen one day. You're going to be tracked. Don't mess it up. Don't mess up your credit. Now, when he turns 16, I'm going to get him a secure credit card so he can practice using credit cards. I want him to have practice. I'll get him $500. Daddy will fund it. Every month, he has to pay it off with his money. And if he doesn't, it's paid off with my money. It helps him build credit. I like that. I already have him a bank account. So one day when he gets uh, older, they're going to say, wow, you've had a bank account with $10,000 in it for eight years? Yep. It's seasoned money. You'll learn about that later in life when you try to buy a house and you're parents give you money to put in the bank right before ain't seasoned uh oh find me online at robblackshow.com that's robblackshow.com three star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.